You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. begins with a conservative's dream come true, a ceremony at the Mexican-U.S. border and a Republican congressman announcing with great pride that the border has been secured. A big, beautiful wall has been completed. Eleven million people have been sent back to where they came from, and they'll never be able to return. And to make this even better... Tesla has created robots that look exactly like humans to do all the tasks that those illegals used to do, but without robbing or raping decent Americans in the process or complaining when they're disposed of. That's the dark humor this movie kicks off with, leaving one to think that it's quite possible this may be something uh, that has something to say about those themes. Well, Robots is set in an era where advanced robotics have enabled humanity to utilize these lifelike androids as servants, well, slaves if we're being truthful, and manual laborers. It's just slavery with extra steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's another Republican dream of just fucking over the middle class and not giving them the jobs. Yeah, that's the thing. There's, like, later on you find out that part of it, too. Well, our main characters here, we have affluent suburbanites, like upper middle class Elaine, played by Shailene Woodley, and Charles, played by the, I think, always funny Jack Whitehall. These two use android doubles of themselves, illegal android doubles of themselves, to avoid the time constraints of dating. But when the imposters realize that they are actually falling in love, they steal the identities of their owners and go on the run, forcing Elaine and Charles to team up and get their lives back. I am TCD Witt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined today by two gentlemen who I can only assume came off of different points of the assembly lines of the Mike factory. We have Spider Mike. I may or may not be a robot. You can't prove anything because I'm, a, because I'm <laughs> over here and you can't get my eyes because of my glasses. <laughs> Damn it. Poke you, poke you through the computer here, and Mike McAllister. I, I swear, um, I'm not a robot glitching. It's just a Tourette's. That's, That's what oh. they watch the thing. <laughs> That's exactly what a robot would tell me. That's exactly what a robot. His ass, yes, his grass, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we have here is a rom com. It's not much more than that. It's not a deeply messaged exploration of humanity and robots like after Yang. It's not a dark look at the future like Idiocracy. It's just two shitty self-absorbed people acting shitty and self-absorbed and getting what they deserve for their shittiness. And that might be okay if you're on board with this. So the question is, Mike's, were you two on board with robots? I was on board with it uh, from, from the concept. You know, it, it sounded like an interesting idea that um, at first, and for for most part, it does execute it pretty well. I, I think it didn't go, uh, it didn't really stick, commit to the bit as much as I thought it should, but I think that it did well enough for it to be just entertaining enough. I actually agree with that last point a lot. I don't watch the trailer at all. I just went straight into it. 
based on its its description and i was i was on board pretty much immediately like i was surprised how it opened because i didn't expect it mm-hmm. to, i didn't expect <laughs> yeah. it to be like like that whole presenting thing and then seeing the actual androids that are used in the future that aren't they're like they're more like robotic than you expect but they wear like these weird people masks that are just fucking creepy. They look like the Land of Confusion puppets from from Phil Collins from Genesis. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was going to say those Duracell commercials from the nineties. Yeah, they also like, it's kind of like the way like the people wear the dead president masks. It's kind of like that. They look a lot mm-hmm. like that kind of uncanny valley. Like you know, there's a face, but it's there's something clearly off about it. Someone just basically got the Aphex Twin album cover line of Halloween masks. Yeah, so it explains why it explains why you know these things would be illegal because it's easier to tell the difference between the two. That way, you know, nothing goes weird with it. And so it was interesting because the way it opens is, is the way it opens with Jack Whitehall is that you don't automatically know what's going on. And mm-hmm. you just see this happy-go-lucky dude, and you're like, that's our protagonist. And you're like, kind, kind of? of? Yeah. And then when it shows what's actually happening, you're kind of like, you don't know whether or not to feel envy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky bastard. Kind of thing. Because I'm like, I kind of want to just sit down and play <laughs> games and send a robot duplicate of myself to work for like a day. All of a sudden, your family loves you. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer for this. Most of the time when I sign up for stuff, I'll watch like the first 15 to 30 seconds of a trailer because t- trailers I've seen thousands so I can put together a movie from trailers most of the time as soon as I saw Jack Whitehall was in this I signed up for it because I'm a fan of his I, I discovered him through Travels with My Father which is a comedy docu-series on Netflix where Jack Whitehall and his 80 year old father travel the world and Jack like puts his very one percenter Brexit loving father into like precarious and, and ridiculous situations and it's it's documentary, but, you know, they, like, set things up for Jack Whitehall to thrive in his comedic sensibilities because he's he's very big in the U.K. He's got a very successful okay. stand-up career. He's had a couple TV shows. He pops up every now and then in things. I think American audiences might recognize him as the brother from Jungle Cruise. He he played the brother in Jungle Cruise. That's, That's right. The, at he least. does play the brother. Okay. Other people recognize him maybe from Good Omens because he's also. Oh really? I didn't recognize. See, I didn't recognize him at all. He I, wears like this sort of glass. It's a Clyde and Clark Kent thing where because he, he's wearing glasses and everything. <laughs> and people people get caught off guard by that actually pretty easily. Yeah, I, I had no idea who this guy mm-hmm. was. I just I just think he's he's clearly a good actor. He's definitely carries that character very well. Playing like he was a the, very, the, the very the very polite version of him and then just a complete narcissistic asshole version of him mm-hmm. it's that's what really sells it because he sells the idea that you can believe both versions of it yeah you can believe mm-hmm. a robot version of him that's like super nice super charming just oh, so big very sweetheart <laughs> and then and then the next time you see him and you're just like that dude is a massive fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny that very much at the beginning of this they claim that the elaine character loves cinema particularly the oeuvre of Adam Sandler. That caught me off <laughs> yeah. guard. Which is a very funny joke because Adam Sandler is known for his very lowbrow comedies. This is kind of like an Adam Sandler movie, but I feel what elevates it is Jack Whitehall and Shailene Woodley. It's a much smarter version of what those movies are. It is yeah, slightly yeah. smarter. I wouldn't say it's super slightly, smarter slightly. Yeah. because of one specific character who pops up. <laughs> That if this was an Adam Sandler movie, he would have been played by Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong there. And actually, the, the thing that tipped it 
for me. It's near. There's a, a younger brother or a bro- stepbrother character to Jack Whitehall who is so unbelievably, I don't know, alpha male. He's he's grabbing women's tushies and getting away with it in such a fashion that feels like, oh, that that belongs in that very lowbrow Adam Sandler type. Comedy. I forget that actor's name too, but I've seen I've seen him and stuff. I, I was in Brigsby Bear and um, yeah, that's right, um, Bloodfest. And... Mm-hmm. He reminded me a lot of the way Adam Scott's character somewhat is in Step Brothers. Yes, he's just that's, like that's everyone good, he loves him, but he's like a giant <laughs> asshole. And they're just like, he's great. And he's pretty like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of very overt digs at the conservative movement in this. Uh, as I described the opening, I, I kind of thought they were going to lean more into that, but it's more subtle jabs throughout. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's not as political as I thought it was going to be. I mean, for that first couple minutes, you think it's going to be a big political satire. And then it loses that political identity for a long time until you see a, a, a Southern cop who is clearly drinking the maggots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, maybe, I can't wait to be on the Fox News or Yeah, because between him and the other character that I was mentioning, he's like his friend, uh, Jack Whitehall's friend. He talks a lot like a kind of a dude who is also that way because he's like, I voted to get all those illegal immigrants deported. And now I can't find a job because all the damn robots took all the damn jobs. <laughs> and it's just like, you're like, yeah, this is this is a whole thing where it's like, yeah, well, you'd vote against your own interests, not realizing you vote against your own interests. Yeah. But that's like the most political it is for the first, like after that first chunk. And then yeah. there's nothing for a while. Then there's that. And then there's nothing for a while. And then it's like Mike said, there's a cop who very much yeah. is just very excited to be on Fox News. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It basically just comes down to these two unlikable people having to team up in order to save themselves. They're they're out for their own self interest as well, and and sort of like the rom com checklist could be could be filled out. Yeah. While watching this, and if you're on board for that, this is a perfectly fine watch. This is this is amusing. It's light. It's fluffy. It's it isn't trying to dig deeper and. On one hand, I am disappointed that it didn't dig deeper into an idiocracy. It kind of skirted South Park level of satire. Not not like the best of the best South Park, but kind of that middle ground of dick dicker jabs, you know, that, that sort of idea. Well, yeah. there's enough there to work with because it's not subtext for the most part. It's, it's text, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of it. Because what it does, is, like you said, is it goes into the territory of once the two of them are together, you're like, I kind of know exactly where this is going. When it comes right. to them. Yeah. And really, the movie feels a little more to me because of Shailen Woodley's character. Yes. Because you f- you have a good idea as to why Jack Whitehall is the way he is. But I never really got that from her. Yeah. She's not, she's not as well developed as, as Jack Whitehall's character, for sure. Like, yeah, you don't really know as much about her except she's mm-hmm. a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Trying really hard not to quote Kanye West right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the safe word, Mike. You just yeah. say Kanye. That's the safe He's word. the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> that also caught me off guard. <laughs> I, the, I loved her plans, though. Her plan, ver- her version of the plan involving her robot was so much funnier to me than Jack Whitehall's version. Mm-hmm. Because it was so, because Jack Whitehall was doing the exact opposite of what she was doing with it. And that made me crack up. Yeah. I, that that nice little twist right at the beginning there was was I, I was pleasantly amused by that because you think you see where this is going pretty quickly and then there's uh, there's some nice subversions of expectation where it's like oh we're gonna do that cool that's fun especially with the conversation of what AI is nowadays I, I do feel like maybe if there's anything else political to mind from it is that maybe it could also be a, com- a cautionary tale about what AI can do if we're not careful and 
don't yeah, regulate it. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both writers. We know what the whole a lot of the writer's strike is about, and this this takes even further. Yeah. Of like, it could drive a lot of people out of work. It can ruin a lot more lives if we're not careful enough. It, it's kind of a comment on this sort of technology, whether it's the AI we're dealing with in our current twenty twenty three situation or in this not too distant future. Recreational use of robots and artificial intelligence is relatively harmless. Yeah, it's uh, you fun. Know, I, I, fake technology and whatnot. There's a lot of lines being crossed morally, and that's but, but yeah. for the most part, using technology for general amusement, buffoonery, no harm, no foul. But literally, like usurping people's existence, whether you're doing it selfishly or very pointedly, like the <laughs> the Congress people, that, like the government is doing this. Yeah, there, there's there's some conversation to be had. This movie's not interested in having that conversation. Yeah, no, a, they're not that terribly. <laughs> it's it's interested in bringing up the question, but it's not interested in dealing dealing with the question. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And which is, I think, which is kind of works for it to be honest, because I feel like some people would be rubbed the wrong way if they if they want to reach wider audiences. Yeah, it doesn't get yeah, preachy, yeah. which is both a, um, you know a positive, but it's also a little bit to its detriment as well. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, you throw another zero on this. You let Adam McKay write and direct it suddenly you're at a, a, a level of conversation like, oh yeah you you really got something to say here yeah. but this is like palm springs the the andy sandberg movie from a couple of years ago this is oh, just yeah. uh it's it's not a high concept rom-com it's got that little bit of sci-fi touch to it but it's you know it's a romantic comedy and and you're going to you're if you're into that you're going to be into this <laughs> yeah it's very it's very safe and by the numbers yeah in a lot of ways it is in a lot of ways it isn't it's more safe than it isn't, which is kind of the issue with it. Yeah, it, it does have enough to stand out, which is good. That, that's a very good thing for it. Uh, I just felt like um, it didn't really commit to the bit as much as it could have. Yeah, yeah, this is cute. It's a cute, simple movie, and it would make for a good date night flick if – going one of two ways. If you and your partner both like sweet rom-coms that don't challenge you and that you can smile and get some good chuckles and just be glad you had this shared viewing experience, it's going to be great for you. Or – if you both loathe this type of movie where you're going to have no trouble being annoyed by it or these actors are groaning or, ugh, are you serious? You will come together enjoying the movie in that regard. I think that's sort of what this movie could offer you if you're, you're, you're looking for something to view as a couple or a couple of friends or, or a romantic couple. But I, I like Jack Whitehall. I, I'm a big fan of his. It's fun to see him pop up in things. He's he's just walks that fine line of, I'm going to see his butt at some point. I know it. I know I'm going to see his butt at some point. <laughs> but it'll be a funny look at his butt. Yeah, Jack, I really like Jack Whitehall with whatever little I've seen him in, and I always appreciate a comedian who's actually a really good actor at the same time. Oh, sure. And Jack Whitehall, I think, 100% sells this movie. Because Shailen Woodley is a very, very good actor. She's done a lot of drama stuff, and seeing him keep mm-hmm. up with her... The entire time is very just. It's very awe inspiring. Is really what it comes down to. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of these movies where this premise happens, and then Adam Sandler's with Jennifer Aniston, and you're like, you're both are just, you both are just awful. <laughs> <laughs> like neither of you are trying here. Where this is just like they're both trying their damnedest, and they're doing a damn good job at it. So I'm very happy with it. Yeah, their chemistry is great. Shailene Woodley gets yeah. to well, they both get to play different characters, but she gets that like one little bonus version of playing a character. I, honestly, this is the most I've ever liked her. She's not an actress that I dislike. It, it does show a lot of range for it. Yeah, as underdeveloped as her character is, it does. She does get the opportunity to show a lot of range, and that is something that's very strong about her performance in this as well. Yeah, I chuckled throughout this because I I was 
yeah. into this. I wanted it to be a fun, light comedy, and that's what it was. But in the long run, I don't know if I'm going to ever go back to this. I, I'm probably it's going to be one of those movies that sort of falls to the wayside as the year goes on. And oh, I'll for have sure. To be reminded of it. I'll go. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. But I don't think I'll ever go back to it. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to give my my final rating here. So, sure. Like I said, fun, light, good. Jack Whitehall, if you're a fan, Shailene Woodley, best I've ever seen her. I'm going to give Robots a 6.5 out of 10 Chanel Hulu Hoop purses. Uh, Mike, <laughs> wait, which Mike? Uh, I'll go next. Yeah, I, I like this movie a lot, actually. Like, it's inoffensive. It's 90 minutes, so it's a quick in and out kind of movie. It, like you said, it's a fun little thing. It's, it's the kind of movie that if somebody is like, hey, let's watch something but not really super pay attention to some of it, you could easily just be like, hey, you put on robots for a little bit or something, mm-hmm. or if somebody wants wants to watch a new rom com and it's been a while since rom coms have been super interesting to you, then this is I think this is a fun one to watch because a lot of rom coms nowadays aren't very clever, and which is sad because rom coms uh, used to be a really big favorite of mine, mm-hmm. and then one day I just felt like they weren't trying anymore. Yeah. more because of the way theater going experiences have changed immensely. Like a lot of these were now Netflix. That kind of thing. Like, I wanted to watch this in a theater. Every showtime for it was at, like, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck that. I don't have time, unfortunately. <laughs> so I watched. I had to watch it on VOD, which, you know, didn't ruin the experience or anything, luckily. There was a lot of it that I highly recommend. Like I said, every actor in it's really good. The guy who played Ashley, Paul Jerwitz, I think that's how you say his name, had me in stitches every time <laughs> he popped up on screen. Especially when you find out what might be going on with him eventually. Mm. Because it's into that, but then you actually see it, and you're just like, oh, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> and there's so many great little moments that are just just had me dying. And and it had a, a nice enough twist in the middle of it that I was happy. I was a little worried where it was going, but then it, it won me back because I realized what it was doing. Yeah. But um, I would have to give this 8 out of 10 Moby songs because I haven't heard Moby in a long time. Ooh, no. And so... <laughs> Kind of amazing to hear that. That actually is my favorite Moby song. I forgot how much I liked that song until it started playing. It was just like, I, oh my that's god! That's a song that I, I found on Freddy Got Fingered. Oh my things. god! My brother showed it to me. <laughs> all right, Mike, what do you got? This movie doesn't really have anything too revolutionary, but there's nothing wrong. With it. There's nothing wrong with the film as a whole. Like, it has a very amusing concept. Um, it doesn't lean into the to the political discourse that it seems to be going for at first, but thankfully it doesn't lean too much into it, but I feel like it could have done more. But what really makes the film work is that the characters have great chemistry. A lot of it's really funny, and everything about this truly unique, I feel like they could have gone a little bit further with it. But it is a very by-the-numbers romantic comedy, and you're right, you don't see a lot of those kind of comedies so much anymore, um, especially when they work well, and I always appreciate when they do work well. But like you said, TC, it's a movie that I'm probably not going to remember at the end of the year, and if someone brings it up and go, oh yeah, no, that was actually pretty good. I did look on Rotten Tomatoes. I think the critics are being a little too harsh on it. It's like, I think this is just fine. If you if you want to watch something that's 90 minutes, it's a very breezy 90 minutes. Uh, you're gonna, it's, the movie definitely gets by on its charming leads and the charisma and just enough laughs to get by. Um, but nothing about it would make me go above, anywhere above uh, six and a half out of 10 inevitable sex robots. <laughs> I love the, the implication of how robot orgasms work. Yes. Yeah, sh- <laughs> you got a hell of a light show over the Mexican coast, I'll tell you that. That much. final shot had me fucking dying once you yeah, realize what's going on. Too. I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck. 